Hey everyone and welcome to Southern Catholic. I'm Tracy Dillon and I'm going to be your host today. This is episode two of season one. Today's topic is God's ridiculous love. I think this is a topic that sometimes gets overlooked, even though it's a very basic topic. So today we're going to talk about that. You know, God's love is the basic foundation of our faith. It's very important that we understand and truly believe in God's love for each one of us. Because we are called as Christians to go out and love God and love others in this radical way. And if we don't understand that God loves us first in this completely unconditional, radical, ridiculous way, then how are we to mirror that love to him and to others? So I think it's important that we, that we understand that, of how he loves us on a personal level. Because I think it's easy to say, yeah, I know God loves everybody. God loves the whole world. God, God does love everybody. But to say that God loves me that God desires me and that God chooses me and delights in me. And I am worthy of his love. That God, the creator of the universe, seeks me. That's, that can be uncomfortable for some people, that they don't feel like they deserve that kind of love or that they're worthy of that or that maybe they haven't done enough good things. To deserve that kind of love but God tells us differently if we look in the New Testament it is full of how God loves us and it completely blows that kind of knowledge of that kind of thinking out of the water Jesus tells us of this incredible kind of love this crazy ridiculous kind of love that God has for us for one, he sent his only son down to die for us as sinners, to die for us on a cross. In 1 John, there's so many verses that we could read, but in 1 John 4, 9 through 10, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So God knew that sin divided us from him, that separated us from his love. And he wanted us to one day be in heaven with him. So this was his perfect plan, to send his one, to send his one and only son down as a sacrifice for our sins. So he loved us that much. And he continues to love us unconditionally. No, God is, is love, period. He is only love and mercy. That's all he is. He doesn't know anything else. And so he doesn't have conditions on his love. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us more. And there's nothing that we can do to make him love us less. So this idea that we can 
that we have to do things to earn his love is is ridiculous, right? Um, it, it's laid out that way in the Bible. Let's, so let's talk about that, about about some of the parables that, that Jesus tells um, in, in the New Testament. The, the probably some of the most um, famous ones, I guess you could say, is the Good Shepherd leaving the 99 sheep to go after the one lost. Now that just seems kind of crazy, right? What Good Shepherd is going to leave the one little one that's going astray to, to maybe forsake these 99 good ones that are following him um, that maybe get eaten by the by wolves or anim, wild animals to go after the one little um, one that's lost. That sounds crazy, but that's how Jesus loves us. He loves you so much that he is going to go seek you and find you when you're lost. He wants to bring you home. And when he finds you, he's going to put, put you in his arms and bring you back. That's the crazy kind of love that God has for you. It doesn't matter that you've gone astray. He's seeking you and finding you and lovingly bringing you back home. And then the other parable about the, the woman that has lost a penny in her home. And she turns the house upside down to find the one lost penny that's just silly. <laughs> Who would do that? Like, it's just a penny. But to God, you're his child. You're not just a nobody. You're not just a lost soul that's just worthless. You're a lost child. And he is going to turn the house upside down until he finds you. And then she goes out in the street and Tells her friends, oh my gosh, I found the penny. We're going to throw a party. It just sounds ridiculous, right? But that's how much he loves you. That's what Jesus is trying to, to say. That his father loves you that much. That he is going to turn the house upside down until he finds the lost penny. The lost child. And celebrate once he does. And then probably the most popular parable about the prodigal son, which is really the loving father, right? When this son squanders the inheritance that he rudely asked for, and he has to come back home with his head down, thinking that the father is going to be so, um, you know, so ashamed and so upset with him, but yet the father is anxiously waiting for him to come home. He sees him from a distance, and he runs towards him, so excited and rejoicing that he's back. He puts a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and he slaughters the fattened calf, and he throws a party. What? Like, who does that to this son that betrayed him and did all of these things? But that is how God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He wants to bring you home. He loves you that much. 
He loves you that much. And then we see the other son in that story that's like, what are you doing, Father? I have done all of these, everything you've asked that I have done. And this is the way you treat this other son that has disobeyed you? See, he has that mindset of, if I do all of these good things for my father, surely he will love me. And then my my rotten, you know, uh, brother, there's no way he deserves my father's love. That's how we tend to look at God's love as well. Like, there's no way this sinner could deserve God's love, right? But the righteous people certainly would. And maybe we look at ourselves like that, like, I am just a horrible sinner. Like, there is no way God could love me. Jesus says, no, my father loves you just the way that you are. Just the way that you are. He loves you. He loves you today. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He loves you perfectly with all of your imperfections. You know, God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows everything, and he still loves you. Isn't that amazing and so comforting? So I think we, we all, well, I know that we all have this desire in our hearts. We're created with this desire to be truly known and truly loved completely. And it can only be filled by God. We were created for that to be filled by God. But yet we try to fill it with so many other things from this world. And we keep getting thirsty again. Because the worldly things can only satisfy us for a little while. And then we're thirsty again. Because we're empty. And then we're thirsty again. And we keep going back. The only thing that can truly fill us is God's love. And that's where that never-ending, never-ending um, well <laughs> of, of living water is. Because we receive that love, and then it overflows, and then we get more. We receive it, and we give it, and then we get more. But when we fill it with those wor- worldly things, with it, whether that's materialism or addictions and even human relationships there it's going to fail us at some point and we're going to have to go back to those wells and want more and god says no i am the living water come to me and i will give you rest right And so God knows us. He knows every part of our hearts, and he still loves us. There's a song out right now. I don't know if it's new, um, but I just recently listened to it. It's by Brandon Lake called Don't You Give Up On Me. It's a beautiful song. I'll put it in the show notes in the bottom. But um, there's a line in it, and it says, loving you is easy. And I almost... When I first heard that line, I was like almost brought to tears because I know that I am not easy to love sometimes. 
that I am difficult and I am a mess and I am hard to love. And to think that God thinks that I'm easy to love, like that's just beautiful to me. But back to um, to God, um, you know, really truly desiring um, us in our hearts and knowing us. I feel like in this world, we we are missing out on relationships and truly getting to know people and loving people. And we truly um, want that. And we have that gift in God. God is ready to give us that gift of love and that beautiful gift of knowing who we are and knowing us if we just receive it. Um, Because God fully knows us for who we are. And he is the only one that can do that if we just open our eyes and open our hearts and receive that love from him you know I feel like um, we think sometimes we're just too far gone (laughs) for God to even acknowledge us or love us the way that we are and I feel like sometimes that's what it takes I know for me um, when I was kind of at the end of my rope a few years ago, just really weighted down with the weight of the world, with the stress of the world. And um, I was, I picture myself on this this hike home, you know, um, to heaven. And I was weighted down with the, with the weight of the world in this, and I, I picture myself with this backpack, right? Um, and I had all the things that I was carrying around with me. And I was, even when we're headed down the wrong path, I was maybe headed down the wrong path and on my own path because, you know, how we get. Um, we think that our way is the best and um, headed down the path that I wanted to go on. And I was finally just face down with the weight of my backpack, the weight of, of things in my life. And um, I was face down and I finally lo- was turned around. I was like, okay, Lord. I can't do this anymore. Will you please help me? You know, I was finally in desperation. Like, Lord, please take this, you know. And in that moment, instead of God, you know, like, Tracy, I can't believe, you know, you've done this. And I've tried to take all this from you and, you know, whatever. Like, shaming me. God is there with open arms like, oh, my gosh, Tracy, here I am. Please come to me. Give me your backpack. Give me all of that. I've been waiting to take that from you. And he takes that weight. He takes all of those things lovingly from me. You know, he says in Matthew eleven thirty, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And he lovingly takes that from us. All of our stresses, all of our burdens, he does that with love and with open arms. And I feel like sometimes we are afraid to turn around and ask for God's help and ask him to take things from us because we're like, oh, he's going to be so upset or he's going to be so ashamed or I've gone too far down this path. But he is right there with us with open arms of love. That's all he is, is love and mercy. 
He is not there pointing the finger at us saying, oh, shame on you, Tracy, or shame on you. He is there with open arms to embrace us and say, here I am. I've been waiting to help you. And I think that's so comforting to know that and to believe that, to truly believe that. That he is a loving father, ready to help. Ready to help. And so, and I think of that with, um, you know, with a, with a kid, because that we have lots of kids, and we've gone on lots of hikes. And when a kid is, is hiking with a backpack, and, the, and it's heavy, and, and they want us to, to carry it, because um, that's what happens when you're on a hike with a bunch of kids and everything gets heavy. The parents end up carrying all the stuff, right? And we as parents get frustrated. We're like, oh, told you not to carry all that. And we get frustrated. So we feel like, as a parent, like God's going to get frustrated with us, you know? But it's so different. It's so different. But I do think about, too, when I do take our backpacks from our kids or the load that they're carrying, from our kids because we do we we choose to love them we choose for our kids not to have to struggle so we take the backpacks we take their load from them and what do our kids do when they're free from that heavy backpack or the heavy load they run and start playing they're so happy that we've taken that load off of them right and so I think about that when I finally surrender and allow God to help me and turn around and God lovingly takes things from me, then I am in true freedom. That I can live in that abundant life that he wants me to live in. That that's where the true freedom comes in. When I can surrender and God lovingly takes that burden from me. And then I can live in his love and in his mercy. That's true freedom I think about that like ah I feel like a child again like I am free I can empty myself and live in his love and in his mercy when I turn around and can surrender that and live in his love and mercy so God is there he is that loving father with that ridiculous kind of love that we can't even fathom um but it is true. So I hope that that gives you a a glimpse of this ridiculous kind of love that he has for you. Like today, (laughs) he is not waiting on you to change. He is not waiting on you to do anything. You know, I feel like sometimes people think they have to Be a certain way to even maybe come into the church or even come to Mass or do certain things at the church. Like, no, God loves you today. He wants you to start today just the way that you are. You don't have to do anything. It can't be earned. He loves you today. So, and he delights in you. You are his child. So I hope that um, you truly believe in his ridiculous love for you and that you receive that beautiful gift because he wants to give that to you. Um, 
so that you can receive it um, and share that love with others and that you can be free and live in his beautiful love and mercy. So rest in that this week and welcome home to Southern Catholic, y'all. <laughs>